And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, well, let's go stand back, pat yourself on the back. You made it through 2023, and we are on our way to 2024, and we're going to talk about what the man, the myth, the legend, the real punk, what Josh Thompson and I picked as our 2023 MVP awards. We're talking male fighter of the year, female fighter of the year, fight of the year, sub Mm -hmm. of the year, KO of the year. All those things. My man, are you ready? Do you have your list? Because you got obliterated when it came to the different matchups. No, so this let's is not see true. how you this do. Let's look, see how you do in this one. Look, we look, it's only there's about 400 people that have put in their, their uh, stuff that we talked, put in their votes on the Bacheco, Alyssa Bacheco and uh, Kayla Harrison to fight Chris Cyborg. Which one so far right now? Kayla Harrison is ahead by okay. what? By 88% or something like that. <laughs> That means 12% a lot. of the people agree 12% with you. 12% of the people. But look, the fight, the, my objective was the fight is the better fight is is Cyborg versus Pacheco. Try the stand-up fight. Whatever. Look, you know what, though? It's, o- it's only been a day. There's more votes coming in. We're going to, it hasn't been a full day yet. More votes coming in. By the end of this thing, I think Larissa oh, Pacheco is going to be on top. Oh, it's been a day. Well, you know, this, yeah. the. <laughs> The 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 bet the best votes yes 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 the the best votes are yet to come they're gonna come in they're gonna hit in the comment section the better fight to watch will be Larissa Pacheco versus Chris Cyborg anyway when do you, is there let me I'm gonna ask this in this just straight out honest fashion John you got no, your no you got bullshit. crushed by the way that is was one fight that maybe you that won you are actually John, honest about John, things no I lie to myself all the time in the mirror okay that's all I wanted to know. Jeez. <laughs> I can actually look myself in the eye and lie to myself. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have that capability. I can, I can, I can look myself in the eye and lie to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a heart attack. I love it. <laughs> John, where would this show are, be without comments you, like this? You are special. <laughs> Yeah, a little you short are, yellow you are bus special. Short yellow bus special. <laughs> this is great. Happy oh holidays, everyone. I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to support the Wayne and Podcast. 2023, guess what? This is a wrap. We're going to wrap this yep, up with our yeah. Wayne in MMA Awards. And we want to thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. And go to WayneInMerch.com and pick up some of our hoodies, our sweaters, our t-shirts, anything that's available there on our WayneInMerch.com. Thank you guys. You guys are great, man. You guys have been great for us for the last year. Some of you guys have been with us since day one. Some of you guys have been listening to us, listening to me when I had the old show that we changed over when John and I joined together and started doing this show. And then you guys exploded during COVID and started following us and listening to us. And I don't want you guys thinking that we forgot that. We want to thank you guys. You guys have been amazing. Um, the best of fans. The best. Yeah. I read the comments. Our, our because listeners are I wanna, awesome. I read the comments, not because I want to read all the negative stuff about me. Do you think I like that? Nah. But you know what, though? I still do. I read it because there's a lot of times where you guys have great ideas. And um, this is something that John and I have been kind of talking about doing. We did it kind of, uh, I would say, we did it last year, but it wasn't, like, we didn't put a lot of thought. It was, like, right off the top of our head. Yeah. yeah. This time we talked about it for about two weeks. And then we finally were like, look, okay, let's put together a list. And we didn't pick many. We want to just do like the top. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six of them. So we did six of them. 
Uh, we did KO of the year, sub of the year, breakout fighter of the year, male fighter of the year, female fighter of the year, and fight of the year. That's what we did. We may expand on this because there was a couple other ones that I wanted to talk about too. Clothing but, line of the year. Yeah, oh, no, never mind. We didn't do that. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, and get started on this. This is our weighing in MMA awards for 2023. Let's go. Which Very one nice. do you want to start with? Nicely first? done. Well, I think uh, my man Dave is the one who's gonna lead. He's gonna drive this bus. Okay. <clears throat> and so my man Dave has already put up. What is your pick? For fight of the year and what yep. is my pick for fight of the year. So I will let you go okay. with your pick for the 2023 fight of the year. I went with Brent Permis versus Monster Urbano. We as fight of the year. I was down cage side watching this fight, calling this fight side by side with you. This was a great, great fight back and forth. I have a lot of love <clears throat> for the ferret thing back and forth. Two ferrets getting after yeah. it, the scrambling. You can look most fights that are the best fights of the year or ends up being fight of the year is they aren't the ones that are the best, most technical fights. We saw that again with no. Yuri and Glover. We saw that with, you know, other fights that have happened throughout the years. They're never the best. They're never the most technical fights. And this fight, there's a lot of technique involved, but it was very sloppy as they got tired. And this was a five round fight. There was a lot of pressure on both of these guys. It was the opening fight for the lightweight world grand prix in Bellator. I admired a lot of what they did. They went out there and laid it on the line. Monsieur Barnaoui, just fantastic. The, the body style of which he fights is tall, long, and lanky. Relatively unknown. He had fought Adam Piccolotti and subbed Adam Piccolotti, and he made it look easy. Then he's fighting someone like Brent Primus in the first round of the Lightweight World Grand Prix against a former champion. He had been gone for how many years, John? How many years had Monster Bonawi not really fought outside of the Adam Piccolotti fight? Three, four years? Three years. Yeah, yeah three, three years. years. So for him to come back and, auto, and then beat Adam Piccolotti and then get into the lightweight World Grand Prix with just one fight and then to fight a former champion in Brent Primus came up short. But man, it was a fight. Vicious elbows, big shots, great grappling exchanges, back control, five rounds in the lightweight World Grand Prix. A lot of pressure to move on. The, the tension was there. Great fight. It was in it was in Paris. Just a fantastic, fantastic fight. And uh, the crowd was behind Monster Barnaby. And Brent Primus went over there with the big upset. It just said a lot about both of these fighters. And being cage side, it had an effect on why I chose this fight. Had I been at home watching on TV, maybe it had been different. Had I been in the crowd, maybe it had been different. Who knows? You know, because there were some other fights on here that I had listed also. But, you know, I won't get into those because uh, we got to stay on track. But, you know, I could have given I could just real quick. I could have given it to Turner versus Hooker. And I, now that I've seen your fight and I could have given it to Brennan Ward versus Hamasi. I could have given it to one to one of those other fights. I really love the Turner and Hooker fight. And I thought the finish of the Hamasi and Brennan Ward fight. Fantastic. Fantastic. But I gave it the back and forth. What was on the line during this fight was the next step to get into that million dollar or to to get to the semifinals of the million dollar lightweight world grand prix meant meant a lot to these fighters and so that's why i gave it to this fight i'm going to say i love love your fight it's a great fight it had the elements that made this fight great were both guys were known for having really good ground games in different ways but brent Primus has got a phenomenal ground game and when he got swept by barnaby early in the fight you could see it in his face like holy shit Mm -hmm. he just did that to me 
And then there was a moment he came right back and he reversed Barnaby and Barnaby was in that position of holy shit. How did he just do that? I had him and it happened multiple times throughout. And there, it really, the thing that makes this one of those fights where you can sit there and look and say, yeah, it was a barn burner. It was one of those fights, both guys at a certain point, you looked at him, you thought he's, he's done. Mm-hmm. He, he's out of here. And Barnaby was in some incredibly tight submissions where he could have just said, I, I, I'm done and gotten himself up. Never, never stopped, never gave up. Brent Primus bit down on his mouthpiece, gave the best performance that I've ever seen him give in a fight. It was a back and forth struggle for the five rounds. It was a phenomenal fight. I love your pick for it, mm-hmm. but it, comes up just a little short in where I think the fight had to go compared to what the reason I gave mine to I gave it to Shavkat Rakamanov against mm-hmm. Jeff Neal and if okay. you go back and watch that fight my god they fucking threw mm-hmm. they were just absolutely throwing caution to the wind going after each other big shots landed both guys getting hurt Shavkat had that, you know, incredible record and the, you know, finished every one of his fights. And all of a sudden he's in there with Jeff Neal and Jeff Neal is just standing toe to toe with him and they're going. And then it has an incredible third round finish by Shavkat with a standing choke. You know, just everything about that fight. There's a lot of fights out there that people looked at and said, oh, this was a better fight. You know, Islam against Volkanovsky, the first one. Good fight. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying it, but it was lacking in a lot of areas, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, you know, I always look for the fights that have those moments where mm-hmm. you look at the fighters and both of them, and your fight has this, and my fight has it. Mm-hmm. Both fighters have that moment of holy shit. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I haven't been hit like that. Oh my god, I'm losing. Oh my god, I should I just get out of here? And neither guy does it. And they just continue on. And, you know, finally with the, the Jeff Neal, yeah, he was getting choked. He's going to go. It's a tap or a fucking nap. So mm-hmm. just an incredible matchup by those guys. I loved that Rachmanov versus Neal fight. It says everything about both of those guys as fighters. But yours is a great choice. I love it. Yeah. I, I look with the Shavkat fight. When I look at this fight, this was a fight that showed me a lot about Shavkat. Would he be able yep. to withstand somebody like a Jeff Neal, somebody with a name, somebody where the bright lights were on him and going like, okay, do I wilt or do I push through? This was that breakout fight. Yep, absolutely. Um, he, I thought that they had fought at such a pace that the submission by him was, I didn't look at it as a very good submission. It was exhaustion. No, it was exactly. it was exhaustion. Exactly. But because they left but it in that's there, what, that's, that's what makes this a fight. That's why it is what it is. Yep. That's exactly. You know what, John? I got to be honest. I'm actually very glad that you went a different way because I was that you went you went not a, a fight that everyone was talking about yep. because that's kind of where I was at. I was like, look, there was so many good fights to pick from. I was like, man, I hope we don't just go with just you know the, the standard of what everyone else would go with. There are some things that I'm going to talk. Uh, that there are some fights that you know some fighters and fights that we put in here probably that we're going to agree with the mma awards on but i wanted to make sure that what we do is we cover the sport this is not yep. the ufc awards no. this is the mma awards for weighing in Absolutely. and i think that's what kind of separates our 
our uh, our page, our our podcast away from the other podcasts. A lot of them just talk what the MMA, the UFC, and I'm not I'm not not, not knocking them. Okay, I, I obviously I believe all their fighters are fantastic, all of them, every single one of them. You get signed. It was it was one of my most proudest days was to get signed by the UFC. Absolutely, one of the highlights of my career was to get yeah. signed by the UFC. I just want to make sure that the fighters, all of them, that are out there landing on the line. This was a great fight because Shavkat showed that he could bite down on his mouthpiece, get after it. He also showed that when the wrestling wasn't as easy as he thought, that he would stand and trade. He also showed that he's willing to take chances and do certain things at certain times. This was a great, absolutely a great fight. I actually, to be honest, didn't even have it on my radar. And then, you know, as I went back and I was thinking about it, I'm like, damn, this is a great, great fight. Great fight. Um, I'll be honest. I looked at the Sabaho Masi versus Brendan Ward mm. fight, and I was like, God damn, you know, that's one of those. It's, it was so tension packed, mm-hmm. so much going on. Both guys getting, you know, hurt and just an incredible fight. And it was like, I just don't know. I it probably didn't go long enough, but it could have been, could have been that fight. I look at fight of the years. I have a hard time giving it to like to a short to fi- fight to short finishes. Look, yep, me too. you could, you could honestly say that Nick Diaz and Paul Daly fight is probably the fight of the decade, but it all happened in the first round. Yep. So it's hard to yep. say like, ah, cause it didn't go long enough. Exactly. That's, that's the one thing against fight of the year that you usually want to see a knockdown drag out yeah. the way Lee and Joanna, you want a young J check. Those oh, yeah. are the fights that you want to see in a, in a fight of the year type because candidate. The- and it's not it's not that you don't see heart and a display of courage yeah. and everything in the short fight because in the Diaz versus Daly you did in the Homasi versus Ward you did but it's usually it takes time for those mm-hmm. things to occur in a fight for those special moments where someone you all of a sudden you're watching them and you see them mentally just dig deep yeah and take a step forward when most people in the human race would be taking a step backwards and that's what makes them special. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm glad. I'm glad that we decided to stray off track a little bit and not just go towards you know. Yeah, because I don't know say. any of your picks. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know any of yours. <laughs> and you don't. Is, I know. That's what's going to make this fun. Uh, look, it was easy. It would have been easy for me to say the Islam and the Volk thing also because Islam's my boy and the Volk. But it yeah. just wasn't. It look there was controversy surrounding it, but I didn't see what the controversy was. Islam clearly won the fight. Yeah, and it and as Volkanovski won the fifth round, and that's yeah. what made it what it was. Yeah, if Volkanovski would have won the fourth round, and then Islam came back, there would have been no question. Yeah, in the fifth, people would have said, but it was because it was the fifth round, and it's yeah. like, well, what would have happened if there was a sixth round? Yeah, it doesn't matter. There is no sixth round. Yeah, yeah. can't live my life in what ifs. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Now we're gonna go. What's you, the next one? No, we got no, a no, pick no. here. We got oh, we're gonna pick. Winner here. What's this? Yeah. Week? Well, do you know what? Hold on. I think what we need to do. Why do don't we, we let them vote in the comments? Or why don't we put up a? Why don't we put up a poll? There you go. We'll Let's put, put up, up a poll. And uh, just so just so just so we're clear, what we're gonna do is uh, the winner of these. Um, of the polls, we're going to be off. More work for Dave. More work for Dave. We're going to send off uh, nice. some gear, some uh, some weaning gear. <laughs> Sorry, to Dave. I would like to send off some. Well, maybe one, maybe one year we'll have our own trophies. We'll do our own little trophies. But uh, but yeah, and uh, we want to see what you guys, who you guys think, the Shavkat versus uh, uh, Shavkat versus Jeff Neal fight, or the Brent Primus and Monster Barnaby fight. 
you guys will have to uh, look these fights up and take a look and see what you think, which fight you think was better for fight of the year. Not other fights outside. Don't think of it that way. And for those of you guys that are UFC bias, don't just go, oh, well, Shavkat. Okay? <laughs> no. Don't just no. watch the fights. Yeah, if, watch if you the haven't fights. watched them, you, first yeah. off, you're doing yourself a favor in watching both of these. So this yeah. is what MMA is all about in both yep. of them. So Great fights. Great fight. And like I said, my my selection was more based on not just not more based on it, but it was also because I was cage side. I was calling the yeah. fight. I was with you. We were excited about holy crap, this is what's going it was on. Incredible. The elbows by Barnaby standing on the feet were just insane. You know, rocking Brent Primus several times. Just a great fight all the way around on the feet, on the ground, you know, is where I had it. Jeff Neal and the Shavkot fight, great fight, bit down on the mouthpiece. It was a, it was a coming out party for Shavkot. So my feelings won't get hurt if you guys don't vote for the for the premise and uh either way and Barnaby fight, but great stuff. All right. And next one is All right, we're gonna get into for the next one, knockout of the year. Oh I'll bring pictures See, up. See, this one was tough for me. Was it? Yeah, it was. Okay. Go ahead, tell me. I'll explain why. Well, he's got he's gotta bring up his okay, stuff. Okay, okay, okay. I don't okay. want I don't wanna, you know, go past podcast nah. david and stuff but there were you know there are multiples if you're going to look at uh you know big time knockouts that you go man that was special it, mm-hmm. it, israel adesanya had his knockout over alex where look that's big time and that's big time in the fact that you had already lost to this man in mma you had mm-hmm. lost to him several times in kickboxing and you come back and you have that knockout performance but this knockout that I'm going to talk about is Josh Emmett recently knocked out Bryce Mitchell. And what a knockout. I mean, you talk about instantaneous, the fight is over. Mm-hmm. There was nothing more, you know, there was Josh Emmett, you know, kind of yelling, you know, uh, down at Bryce Mitchell, but Bryce Mitchell was out. He was hurt badly by the shot. One punch, explosive same thing for Izzy, and normally I would give it to Izzy because that was a championship fight, but it was just the what you saw as far as the, the physical reaction and the posturing and what was occurring with Bryce Mitchell just said how devastating the knockout was. So mine goes to Josh Emmett over Bryce Mitchell. Okay, so I weighed in on the that's why we're called weighing in yeah i weighed in (laughs) on the fact that there was a lot at stake and so i went the alex perharaway versus you would have gone izzy i (laughs) no i i went i went alex perharaway because he went up in weight class and fighting somebody yeah and that to me was a little bit more significant than him fighting somebody in his normal weight class at 185 and losing to 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 izzy who he's already beaten how many times like there was nothing really left for him to fight in Izzy. Like to me, I didn't, there was a lot more for Izzy to get that win. I get it. And that's why it was so spectacular, but you're also fighting a guy who's beat you three times. He's, he's knocked you out twice. It just didn't, I wasn't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the excitement out of it. Like it was more for Izzy and not like Alex was doing it because the UFC pushed him in that direction. Sure. Then he goes up to two Oh five and knocks out Yuri and wins the title. He also, I look at when I look at Alex, what is he? Seven or eight fights into his career in MMA? He's got yeah. two belts? Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Now, 
if you want to go with the most vicious knockout, like you did, then I have to go Levon Chokley versus Hamasi. That Big fight, one. that push kick right up the middle, and yep. just devastation. I mean, he was out before he hit the ground. That was one of the most vicious knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah, he, had to stay in, he had to stay in the UK for like another I two. actually forgot about that one. Yeah, he actually two and a half, three weeks forgot he had to stay. Yeah. He, uh, he had to stay. He actually flew his girlfriend or his wife or his, you know, his girlfriend, girlfriend out there. Yeah. yeah, to stay with him for two weeks because he was stuck in the, uh, he couldn't leave. He had, yeah. That was a nasty, nasty KO. If you guys haven't checked that out, it was Levon Chokli versus Sabah Hamasi. Sabah Hamasi. Nasty. But I looked at what was on the line. There, was, there wasn't nothing on the line for Perhera when he fought Izzy. That's why I didn't give it to that fight. I thought it was great for Izzy to get that one win that's been haunting him well, against can, Alex. You can't, you, but you can't say there was nothing on the line. That well, was a championship. Was, it, but for, look, it's hard. John, you know what's hard to but get motivated to beat the same say, guy? You can't say there's nothing on the it's line. It's hard to get motivated to beat the same guy four times. I, I can understand you saying the motivation behind yeah. Alex was not the same yeah. as it could have been. I understand that. But yeah. There was something on the line. There was, but it wasn't. Look, it was one-sided, though. Okay. It was one-sided. Alex was, he, I beat this guy three times. This will be my fourth. You know, like, it's just not there. Okay. It's, it, like, so I didn't see that. With the, the Yuri thing, Yuri coming back after an injury. Alex going up to 205. He's already a monster, you know, at, at the 185. Now he's actually fighting where he kind of should be, maybe even heavyweight. You know, like, it's like he's. He's in that that range, and then to go out there and do what he did against Yuri, and so many people kind of were given the well, Yuri can wrestle him, Yuri can do this, Yuri can do that, and Alex just with this this stoic look on his face, like we'll see, we'll see. He goes out there and gets it done. I thought so much pressure fighting up a weight class, and he normally fights. Just I thought I thought that 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 was that was knockout of the year. All right, yeah, yeah. So, guys, in the in the uh, in the poll that's down below, you guys, please uh, leave your results give on us, which you think is the which so one. Let me just chime in there because um, you guys threw me a curveball, which is uh, you know not uncommon. But no. uh, so <clears throat> these polls are going up. Um, on, these polls are going up days before this podcast comes out. So, just as an FYI, um, and then John and Josh won't know who the fans pick until they see it on the playback here, which mm. will be on Ooh, I like Sunday. That. Nice December job, Dave. 31st. Okay. So you guys will need to watch back to see what the fans voted. Um, obviously, you can go in and you can look on YouTube on the community section, but I just said keep the surprise. But so anyway, so you guys are vote. You guys have already voted, and you guys will see the winner on screen yeah. as John and Josh yeah. are talking about it. Got cool. it. Um, just, if you're an audio listener, then I'm sorry, John and Josh. No, just head over to our YouTube. <laughs> head over to our YouTube and vote. That's how it works. If you're an audio listener, head over to our YouTube channel and vote. That's as easy as it gets. So if you're on Spotify, you're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, head over to our Not YouTube vote, channel. But to see, they're going to have to see. They can't vote because the voting's already happened. Oh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> roll, let, let's roll in a uh, sub it. of the year. All right. Let's go sub of the year. Let's oh. wait for Dave to pull this up. Look, oh, The other thing I wanted to say is, you guys. I want you guys when you guys. Um, no, no, no! Wait, hold on. We, see, this here he goes. Now this is Josh. I want you guys. Is, hold on. Before he says another word, it does. It doesn't I just matter. want you to know, yeah. Josh. Politics for votes. <laughs> John, you want to know why? There's a lot of people that don't like me. 
So I swear. I love you, brother. I know, but there's a lot of people that don't like me. <laughs> a lot of people that don't like me. That's okay. But, but they don't they, know me. They, they'll, they'll side with I'm you lovable. just to get at me. That's how people are. <laughs> they will side with you. Whether they think that you're right or not, they will side with you to get at me. Okay. This is, you know what I love about this? This is one of those <laughs> weeks where there's no real like fights going on. So you and I can just goof around and mess around. I, I, I love the freedom of this, this type of show. We oh, do yeah. our live shows and our live shows are like this. Is that there's, we're not, we don't really have any direction. Yeah. So like normally when we do our regular shows, like, okay, look, let's stay on track. We want to get it, you know, in this time frame and this type of thing. We've got to talk about this fight. This time of year right now, there's no fights to talk about. I know we got rising coming up this weekend on New Year's yep. Eve. You know, we got some we got some fights coming up, but it's like Juan Archuleta is on that card, right? Yes, he is. So is uh Horiguchi. God, God bless Juan. A, that's right. Yeah, Horiguchi's Horiguchi is also on that Horiguchi's card. But... the main event, and Juan is the co main. Isn't so, uh, Juan going up against uh Asakura? Uh what's the guy? Uh th- is it Asakura? Yeah, it is Asakura. Um, but it's uh what's the guy's Hobby Kubo? No. I think that's who he's fighting. Kubo? I think that's who he's fighting. Dude, he already fought Kubo. We'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. Let's let's get through our awards first. Okay, buddy. we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right, let's get. See, this. this is why all Dave right. hates us. All, he, we get all track. Day, Dave will yeah. be like, "Hey, oh, stupid, God. stop." Okay. All right, and all right. Sum, submission of the year. Submission of the year. My submission of the year is based upon who it's against, mm-hmm. what their background is, and how beautifully it was applied. Mm-hmm. Because when you get into, you know, the, you get all kinds of different things. And, the, you know, we did have a twister this year, mm-hmm. which I'll give, you know, Damone Blackshear had a twister. That was a, that's a great submission to pull off. But it also, it's how it's done and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the twister is an old submission now. And so it, it's not easy to pull off, <laughs> that's but it's stuff. been around forever. This submission here, this was Diego Lopez, who we saw first come into the UFC and realized right away, hey, this kid's good. This guy can fight. And then he comes in and he jumps into a triangle armbar finish against Gavin Tucker, who's got a very good ground game, mm-hmm. who understands the submission uh, world. And he pulls off a just gorgeously done armbar triangle combination to get the win. And it was just the way he applied it. I go, that was art and just loved every bit. And this was fast. This was like a minute 40 into the fight. Just loved the way he applied that finish. And so that was my pick for submission of the year. Diego Lopez over Gavin Tucker. Beautifully done in Nashville, Tennessee. May have been a little homer right there. (laughs) No, not you. Not you live in Nashville. (laughs) Um, look, I think I, I like I like the submission, but when I look at submissions, I look at the way that they're put on. I like the style of which they've done it. You know, I like that. Uh, this was very tight. Was very um, just the whole thing was done. Yeah, the transition so well. was fluidless. It was it yep. was it was seamless. I should say it was very nice, nicely done. But I look at also to against the level of opponent. That's. Partly why I went with this this submission. Joy, explain to me more. Why Gavin Tucker can roll, dude. Yeah, he he's can not, roll. So he's not somebody that doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. when you look at, I'm not saying this was a championship level, you know, mm-hmm. fight, but Gavin Tucker's strength 
is the ground. Mm -hmm. This guy went out there and put it on him with a move that Gavin Tucker has seen how many times and just applied it to the point where Tucker was a step behind the entire time trying to stop. And all of a sudden it just wound up where, oh my God, I'm stuck. Yeah. Just uh, that's why I give it all the credit. You know, it's not like he did this to, you know, a guy that's a pure striker. Mm-hmm. He did this to a guy that can roll and well, I did at, it well. I agree with you. I agree with you <laughs> I'll, on I'll that. I'll give you that cough. But I look at it. Um, I don't want to take anything away from Tucker in terms of the grappling. I'm saying this, though, is that there's just not enough experience in a high-level cage that Tucker has in the MMA grappling, wrestling and Diego Lopes is all Lopez is also somebody who is, I wouldn't say relatively unknown, but like he just he's pretty no, relatively he, unknown. He's relative. Yeah. People didn't know yeah. how good he was. That's right. And we're seeing that he is just as good as everyone had said that he was like the, his coaches. Yep. He's this yep. guy. He's this guy. We'd heard about him, but I, I'd never seen him really fight. You know, and then he just exploded on the scene after his first fight, and we realized how good he was. We're like, "Oh, this guy's good." Now let's see what he can do when he has a full camp. Yep. Comes in, boom. Well, we're seeing it. Right yeah, there. we're seeing it. He he's he's fire, man. He's fire. So this is not as impressive to me, only based on the fact that we now know how good he is. But then we didn't know how good he was. But like now we know how good he is. What I liked about Alexa Grasso, she was shoving when she couldn't get the palm to palm. She shoved the hand behind the head and then tucked her chin right over it. And also this wasn't a clean choke where it was under the chin. It was across the jaw. And it's very rare. Do you see female fighters look to try to finish that type of choke? And it was more of that, that jaw lock slash choke. She was cutting off the circulation, but more of the crank and to use the physical strength to do that against someone who you and I have set up. We've sat on the stage and said that she, uh, Valentina Shevchenko is probably one of the more stronger fighters. She's one of the more technical fighters in terms of on the feet, on the ground. She is one of the most well-rounded fighters in the world. And for Alexa Grosso to go out there and do that, we've seen someone mature right in front of our eyes. There was so much at stake. She was not even ranked in the top. I think she was number five or number six at the time. For her to go out there and do that was very impressive to me. Can't, I'm not going to argue with anything you said. The fight was impressive, and that's yeah. the difference for me is the fact that who she did it against makes it special. But the, what really happened was Valentina made a big mistake, mm-hmm. ends up giving her back off of that mistake, and Alexa takes advantage of it. But the, the submission itself mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, my God, well, look at that submission. Yeah. It was the ending of the fight itself was, oh, my God, look at that ending. Oh, my God, she, she beat her. And so I give it, you know, great fight, great win, great use of, like you said, the ability to make something happen when it's not perfect. But I look at that fight and I look more at Alexa Grasso believing, being behind and finding a way to win all the, all the credit in the world, the submission itself, Got it. I, everyone has talked about that as a, you know, it's like, and eh, the submission itself is okay. Yeah. It got the win. And that's the most important part. It got the win. And who it was against, that's even more impressive because we've seen that, you know what? Too many women have gone in there and come out second best against Valentina. So big win. 
I, I can't say anything bad about the submission, but it just it was a rear naked choke. Face yeah. Face. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just looked at it for me. It was more about the fact that it's very rare. Do you see female fighters try to go for the jaw lock or the the yeah the neck crank or whatever it is? Because it's a strength. It's a strength, and you could see if you go back and watch. As soon as she gets the hand behind the head, you could see her squeeze and pull her closer and tighter, and then start to hip in a little bit. And I thought, wow. Very beautifully executed. I thought I've yeah. seen this before, and and it's just normally it's by men. It's not by females, and they don't try to muscle their way through things. She put the squeeze on her, and I'm like, oh, Valentina's a stronger fighter. This no, nope. in this position, she was able to do something that I hadn't seen female fighters utilize to their to their advantage before. That's why I kind of gave, and plus okay. the pressure of okay. being like you said, down the person oh, yeah. you're doing yeah, it against, yeah. title fight. The you're not the whole if you look the whole yeah thing who she's fighting where they were at what the scores were at the time and to get that win huge yeah all right make sure you guys comment down below or uh vote down. Oh, never mind don't even vote you guys we already <laughs> we already have it up we already have it up i'll say vote down it. below keep saying it's that. all good well, hey guys before we get started on this next category i want you guys to go to onlyfans.com slash weighing in onlyfans.com slash weighing in subscribe to us over there it is free i'm gonna do a live show this week just to make sure that you guys get a little extra content during this holiday time make sure you guys subscribe to us it's free go over there set up your profile follow us we have extra content there at onlyfans.com slash weighing in i'm gonna do this extra show there this week just for you guys have extra content make sure you guys don't miss it breakout of the year mm -hmm. and i'll let you guys get into this one ah. all right you want to go with, oh you're very nice you're looking at the same type of thing i like yes, that. yes i like that yes go ahead i mean I was, go ahead go ahead john i i i see yours now <laughs> and look i would trust me he crossed my, i couldn't do it because it's, and then he'd already broken out nah <laughs> and and that and so that if if you had fought for a championship you know and it was in another, I looked at it and said, I can't do it. But the man that I picked is a guy that, man, he, he's undefeated at this point in his career. People are finally starting to understand how good Tamur Kizriev is. This kid at 145 pounds, look out. He can stand up and throw his hands. He's got beautiful wrestling. He actually did a Corey Collot flip out of a takedown attempt. In his last fight, he has the full package. He's tough. He's physically gifted. He's in great condition. This is, in my opinion, Junior Habib. Mm. As far as he reminds me of Habib in the fact that he's just got that, I'm breaking you. I'm going to break you. I'm going to break you. He does it in a different fashion because he'll use his stand-up a lot more than Habib. But when it gets to the point where it's like, I just want you to, to realize the pressure boom here comes the takedown he's so good and more people need to know who this guy is yeah yeah i understand where you're going with this i do i like him a lot i think he's he's obviously he's under i believe he's undefeated still right correct yes yeah. 14 and 0, yeah um i have no problems with the pick i love this kid this kid's oh, he's great he's gonna be fun he, i have I no problem with yours yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be a fantastic fighter 145 pounds He's not big for the weight. Doesn't look like he cuts a lot of weight. He's nope. explosive. He can stand. He can wrestle. He's great in transition. All the things you're looking for if you're for if you're a promotion looking for a young prospect. 
absolutely amazing. I thought he had a great breakout year, great performances, dominant performances. He sometimes will get caught up in the um, controlling the tempo too much because he's so good. Yeah. Like I don't, people are afraid of him because they see how fast he is. They see how good he is with his boxing and his wrestling, his transitions. So they don't put too much pressure because they don't want to get taken down. They don't put too much pressure because they don't want to get hit with a big shot. So it could end up being some fights where he just controls so much that he doesn't do as much to get them out of there. That that he's that's something he can work on. Not a big deal. For me, the breakout fight of the year was Patchy Mix. Not only because he won the Bellator Lightweight World Grand Prix, then he went out there and he got the finish. Hold on, hold on. Or not Lightweight, sorry, Bantamweight. <laughs> the Bantamweight, uh, yeah, he's he's tall yeah. enough to be in the Lightweight World Grand Prix. Yes, he is. But, yeah. um, but he won the, the Million Dollar Tournament, and in that short period of time, he turns around and beats Sergio Pettis. And the way he did it, he made it look good. And easy. did he it, it. decisively. Yes. Look, We've heard and we've talked about all this for so long. This guy, I think, is the best bantamweight in the world. And I'm not I'm not tuning his horn because he's a Bellator guy. I can I can give you guys arguments back and forth about this fighter being a little bit better than the Bellator guy. This fight, you know, this fighter from this being better than the Bellator guys. But I can also go the other way and say, look, there's two guys that I believe that can walk right into the UFC and be champions. And Patchy Mix is one of them. Patchy Mix. Johnny Eblen styles make matchups. And I believe that Johnny Eblen and patchy mix are the two that can walk right in to the UFC and become champions. Well, I am not doubting your word at all because I agree with it. I like it. I, you know, your pick is phenomenal. I love him. He's one of my favorite fighters out there. And the, the thing about him is there's only upside when you look at him right now and where he's at mm -hmm. and where he's going and he's only getting better all the time every fight you're seeing a progression of this kid's skill set he's got the mentality he's he's mean mm -hmm. he's got that mean side and that's part of what makes him so good yeah. is it's a controlled rage it's not he doesn't get angry and lose control he did when he lost his only fight mm -hmm. against Juan Archuleta he lost the ability to understand what he needed to do to get the fight going back in his direction after winning the first two rounds this kid has got everything everything going for him and if there's one thing the PFL needs to freaking get going right now is that 135 pound division they've got great fighters just from the bellator roster but this kid is a star he is special and he's going to be special for years to come this is the guy that is going to help your promotion get to that next level but so is kids i got i gotta yeah <laughs> i've gotta i've gotta say this in a very nice and not a nice way but like in, in a way that like it just so happens that the two fighters that I feel they can walk right into the UFC and become champions or at least fight for a title right off the bat would be the two weight classes the PFL doesn't have. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. if I am the PFL and I'm making decisions at the top and I'm able to spend some money or I'm able to talk about what we're doing next, it's adding these two weight classes. Yep. You have arguably the two best guys in the world in Patchy Mix and Johnny Eblen. And I don't even know if there's a lot of argument there 
that they're not no. the best guys. That's the thing. Like, well, in every, every other weight class, we're going to get a ton of pushback. Your guy's not even probably in the top five, but you know, he can compete. But these two guys, it's not, I'm not getting a lot of pushback from the media. They just don't say it out loud a whole lot because they don't want to suffer the consequences. But they, this is, I believe, the PFL needs to address this issue sooner rather than later because yeah. this fighter right here, along with Sergio, along with Stotts, along with uh, Danny Sabatello, Magomed Magomedov, they are the cream of the crop in the 135 pound division. And Patchy Mix did something that he continuously got overlooked, even in the tournament. This Horaguchi's gonna be too fast. Gonna have too much power. You know, he dominated that fight. Magomed Magomedov, submission, tapped him, sleeping. Only guy, only guy to ever do that. Yeah, you know, and then that guy before you know his most recent losses was the only guy that had beat Peter Yan. You know, before that, so it was like he's a great fighter, Magomed Magomedov. Good on the feet, good on the ground, all of these things. Yep. Then he goes Tricky. out, yeah, and then he knocks out Rafian Stotts, who beat Danny Savatello, who gets into the finals. Good on the feet, good takedown defense, all those things. Then he comes out and he beats Sergio Pettis. I just I, he made it, and the way he did the Stotts and the and the Sergio Pettis finishes and the Magomed Magomedov, all of that was just confidence. I just know I'm so much better than you guys here, here, and here, and was able to do it. I, I just and it was a breakout. And year I look for him. at that submission that he had against Sergio Pettis. I actually thought about does that deserve submission of the year? Because mm. it was a rear naked choke, but it was the way it was applied. Yeah. It was the way it was set up. And that's what I always look at. How did you set that up? And you look at the controlling, the taking away of the arm, everything that he did, and you look and you go, You're just fucking steps ahead. And that's why he's as good as that, he is. And so I, I, I'm not sure if he's a break. He could have been a breakout the year before, but he definitely is one of the, the fighters everyone needs to watch. Well, that submission, the way he set it up, that, that's been going on since BJ Penn years and years Absolutely. ago. And his style and the way he grapples. But and his how length, often do you see guys do it? Not very often. They've all gotten away from it. It's like, it's almost like the, it's like the submissions that are, that are active, the Anaconda, the Darsh, all those. And then like all of a sudden everyone catches on to them. So then they stop doing them for a bit and you got to bring them back. Well, his yep. body style allows him and his dexterity and all that stuff allows him to utilize that technique. Trapping the arm, <clears throat> covering the mouth. BJ used to cover the mouth. The very first time I ever grappled with BJ Penn, that's the submission oh, he I caught me in. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I brought BJ out to my, to my school mm -hmm. to do a seminar and stuff. And, uh, one of my instructors, great grappler, he was uh, on the USA World Team for grappling, and uh, BJ kept putting the smother yeah. over him, taking his back, smother, 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 yeah. smother. <laughs> now, and finally, you know, my, would you stop doing that? <laughs> right? And it's like, and BJ's like, no, no it works, no, <laughs> and it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, it frustrates you so yeah. much. You, you really start to have problems. Very first so, time I ever grappled, and I was like, yeah, there's no way this yeah, guy's. BJ used to do it all the time. I was just watching. I'm looking. I'm like looking, going, look at what BJ's doing. Yeah, some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next, next category. All right, <clears throat> let's get into male fighter of the year. Here are your picks. <laughs> you uh, you can't yes you I can. can't do that yes, oh my god 
Okay, you explain it then. Go ahead. Let me explain to you. Let me explain. explain to let, you. Me, let me explain. Let me, let me explain, explain to you. I picked Francis Ngannou for one reason. Okay. He's trying to change. He lost? He's trying to change the sport. Okay. And the, 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 like the courage in like which that. he took for him to leave where he knew he could make a lot of money and to go out and take a venture that would help change the sport. I can't, I can't knock him, man. I got to give him credit. This guy did something that a lot of these fighters, they'll, they'll kowtow to the UFC or they'll kowtow to their boxing promoter. They'll bend the knee when they're told to. He didn't do that. And oh, I, no. I, admi- I admire what he did. Um, and I, and I said, and the reason why I also went with this was because I said all it took, all it would take was a knockdown, a good fight or a knockdown of Tyson Fury or any boxer that you did, he fought. You did say he just needs to, if he knocks him down, he changes. He changes everything. his life. He changes his career. Not just him, but it, cha- it changes, it changes the avenue in which box fighters can go to boxing now. And I wouldn't suggest it. I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying it opens the doors even more. Not just being the old retired fighter that fights Jake Pauls. Yeah. It opens the door for current fighters to go and do something like this. Maybe not against somebody like, you know, a Tyson Fury. Maybe not someone like a, a, a Tank Davis. You know, like, I'm just saying that it starts opening the door that these boxing promoters start going, hey, there's something here. There's something that we could do if we are, if we're able to steal a couple of UFC guys or work with the UFC, or work with Bellator, PFL, and cross-promoting these guys. PFL may have something here. We've got Jake Paul. He's going to do MMA, but we also got some of our guys like Ray Cooper. I'd like to see him put boxing gloves on and get after it in the boxing ring. See him fight another guy with some good boxing. You know, you've got these guys. I'm sorry, but Alexander Shabley, he can box. You put him in a boxing ring, I don't know who he would fight, but I'm saying, like, let's... There's there's things there. I picked Francis Ngano as fighter of of the um, male fighter of the year because he's trying to help change the sport. Now, I don't know if it's going to be for the better, but it definitely was something that I think it took a lot of courage to do. He did stood on his moral ground and said, Hey, I'm not going to let someone tell me what to do. And that's a lot to me. That means a lot that shows me a lot about your character. And this it just says a lot about a person. And so I think, I think for, for me, it was, he's male fighter of the year. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is you picked a guy that's just a phenomenal human being. Anybody that knows Francis, he's so kind. He's such a nice individual to be around. He's uh, just a sweetheart of a guy. I can't give it. I understand all Mm -hmm. of your stuff, Mm -hmm. and it it is big, but it's not in the cage. I just went went a different avenue. I know you did, and I kind of like it. I'm not telling you that you're wrong. I kind of like what you said. I like how you put him there. And I think the PFL really has something with Francis that they can make happening, allowing him to box and to be in the PFL's cage. But I look at the guy that I picked is for multitude of reasons. First off, if you're going to be fighter of the year, in my opinion, you have to fight. (laughs) Sean Strickland fought three times in 2023 with three impressive and that's a lot people don't realize how much that is three is like that threshold of breaking of this is kind of maybe too much maybe not it's a lot that's right it is it's it is a lot and so three times with three big wins in those three fights i don't care what happened in 2022 this is fighter of the year in 2023 the alex Pereira fight that was in 2022 yeah he got knocked out happens 
you take a look at what he did, where he came from with those wins and then taking on and putting on the performance against a guy in Israel Adesanya, how many people gave Sean Strickland a chance? They were all saying, oh, this is a gimme fight for Israel. He doesn't have you know, the wrestling to take Israel down. He can't be in the stand-up with him, all that stuff. Well, Sean Strickland proved them all wrong. He went out there. He did what he does. He put pressure on someone, and he just kept hitting him with shots. I think the first round was a big round when he went against Israel, when he hurt him because you know people think just because you're standing on your feet, you're the same guy. You're not. You take that many shots, it's going to affect who you are, and it did. Sean put on a beautiful performance. He won the middleweight championship. There's nobody else, Josh, nobody that won as many fights as Sean Strickland in 2023 that's a champion. That's why he is my fighter of the year. I was going to go Sean, to be honest, but I, okay. I went a different avenue based on I, I like, someone I like trying, your route. Yeah, some, someone like trying your to change the sport. But I do. I, I, I also agree with you that the way he made that fight with Izzy look, <clears throat> and I sat on this stage and I said, Sean's in for, for, for a lot, for a lot. I don't know if he can handle that, but I also didn't expect him to just be able to walk Izzy down the way he did. I knew he'd be able to stay. He'd do that every once in a while, but Izzy would find a rhythm and be able to use his reach and his range and his speed to get in and get out. Sean had the solution, man. Sean had the solution. And when we had Johnny Eblen on, Johnny Eblen described how difficult Sean is to deal with on the feet because he's just right outside of range. And then you end up reaching and then you leave yourself out of position and, that's where Izzy found himself out of position a lot. And that first wow, round, absolutely. that first round changed the rest of the fight because Izzy knew that he could hurt him. Izzy knew that he could get hurt, sorry, he could get hurt by Sean and yeah, that his standup was something to be fearful of. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to piece this guy up, you know, and, and get him out of here. No, Sean had a game plan. He stuck to the game plan. He fought a smart fight. What I loved is in the fifth round, he didn't get away from it. He stayed with it. Don't do, don't stick and stay away. No, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. He's winning. Don't, don't, don't change. Don't it. go into a, no. oh, we're going to go into a prevent defense. No. no. What is, what has made you successful for yep. this many minutes of this fight? Yeah. Stick with it. I agree. I agree. Overall, I, I can't argue with this. He, he, I was going to actually pick him, but I just, I went a different avenue. And, and I know that it wasn't what we were looking for in terms of like, oh, he won this fight and this. I'm like, there's sometimes the sport is or the, the, accomplishment, the accomplishments of what someone is trying to do to change the sport is a little bit more. And that's where I went with that is that he's yeah, trying to set a precedence right. in France is trying to set a precedence in what could what could happen, what could be what the fighters could actually have more of piece of the pie if you just stood a little bit stronger on your on your morals or whatever and you're able to do a little bit more and not kowtow to the the bigger organization so i like what he did sean definitely is there that's my i, I was, was gonna pick sean but i figured right. i figured every, everyone else does. <laughs> did it did everyone he didn't get fighter of the year did he he got i think he did who got who got fighter of the year in the he MMA, got MMA World junkie. Awards? Oh, <laughs> MMA junkie did uh, Sean Strickland. I know that was because Sean Strickland posted something about it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was... So who 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 did the MMA World Awards get? Who was fighter of the year? Hold on. Did we get that? Because hmm. I honestly because I saw Sean Strickland post something on his Instagram about 
He, he won some award. It was either breakout fight yeah, of the a, year or male fight of the year. You guys won't see it on here because uh, mm-hmm. I'm a, <clears throat> I have it okay. frozen for a reason. Okay. All right. Uh, the World MMA Awards. Uh, did they choose you at the awards? Yeah, they did. Did they choose? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so, guessing someone like Leon Edwards or something. Uh, 2023. It doesn't look like the World MMA Awards have done 2023. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, on thing. And it says 22 is Valentina. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the MMA awards up on online yesterday or a couple of days ago. I didn't see the results. I thought. I thought they just. They just had because I yeah. was invited to it. I haven't seen they the just results. Just had their December fourth. I haven't seen their results either. I don't know. Yeah. But I. 14th. I know. I do. I do the nominations and. I know it was done. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah don't on. worry about. Yeah. It. Don't worry about it. Oh wait, sorry. Um, uh, there, the Charles Mask Lewis fighter of the year is Leon Edwards. Yeah, uh, female yeah. is Alexa Grasso. Breakthrough yep. is Alex Pereira, and uh, international fighter is Leon Edwards. Is that all they do? Yeah. Well, they do fight of the year. They do fight. They do fight of the year. As Islam and card. Journalist. We're gonna add ring card of the gr- of the year for sure next year. I'm adding that. <laughs> I, you know, I like that one. Their knockout Ooh. was Leon. Their submission was Alexa Grasso. Their comeback was Leon. Their... Whoa, 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 whoa! Their knockout was Leon. No, that's uh, that's from 2022. Year, that's 2022-23. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to read this then because yeah, there's no way because Le- Leon's knockout Leon's was in knockout October against last Kamara year. was in 22. Yeah, like the in information October. is not easily accessible. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Okay. Don't worry about it. Let's go. All right. All right. On to the next. On Let's... to our next and our last here is our female fighter of the year. And here are each of your picks. Okay. See, so you went the easy route. Yeah. And so I, I figured that. I figured you'd go the easy well, route. Well, you're, you're right. I did. I, I did because of what she did. I, I gave her the submission also two of the year because off. it was. Yeah. Sorry. It was Alexa Grosso for me Um, was the female fight of the year because of the stage in which she did it. Then on top of it, she had to do it twice. It's hard to beat the same person twice of that caliber. And she did. I just, I don't know. I, no, she didn't. What, what are you talking about? Oh, sorry. You're, you're right. You're right. But she has the, she, she pretty much did. She's still the champ. <laughs> She's really- <laughs> She pretty much did. She's still the champ. There, there was a scorecard that made that happen, I but know. it was a draw. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's she's okay. still the champ, is what I mean. Like you know, she's still the champ. Yes, I'll give it to her. Sorry, um, but okay, hold on. Leave that up there. Put that. Push that up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. See, and this is where I look at it, and I like it, and I did look at it. Yeah. But that draw. Yeah. Was what made me say, "Nope, I'm going to go in a different direction." This is true. And the different direction I went was Tatiana Suarez has come back from being uh, incredibly ill, having a terrible disease and fighting through it, getting back to not only being healthy, but now being able to be a professional athlete and has come back and she has two wins in 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of them by submission, both of them with the same submission. And has proven that you know, she, her last one was against Jessica Andrade, who we we both love as far as a fighter. We know how tough she is, you know, strong, physically, you know, mm-hmm. capable. And <clears throat> she just made Jessica look uh, t- 
timid. Yeah. You know, she just, she had Jessica in trouble throughout it. And I look at it, Tatiana Suarez, very few women fought two fights where they got wins in 2023. Mm-hmm. She got it. She is the person I look as the person that will present the biggest threat to Wei Li. You know, Wei Li only had the one fight. So I look and I, I got to give it to Tatiana Suarez. She's the one putting the pressure on the champ. She's the one that went out there and fought twice. Two submission wins. That's what I was going to say. Ended both. Yeah. And that was the big difference. That's why I gave That's it. impressive. Not just one, not just one win by submission and another draw or another uh, decision. decision. She went out there yep. and got two finishes before, yep. you know, within, within two rounds. That's even more impressive. I agree with you. Um, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Good call. Okay. Good call. Um, I just look at because we have we have put myself specifically have put Valentina Shevchenko on such a pedestal, and for her to come out and get the the submission victory against her in the first fight, and then come out and then fight someone who you know was fighting with a lot of aggression in that second fight in Valentina Shevchenko, and having to fi- figure out the riddle of Valentina and how she's going to try to make the changes to fix what I was going to do uh, against Alexa Grasso. And I know it was a draw, but she still retains the title. It's, it's hard to beat that same person twice. And she was losing to her in the first fight. Gets the submission. Yeah. Then makes the fight. The second one. Sure. It was a draw, but she wasn't losing it. Like it was, it was a back and forth battle. Whereas no, she was losing it again. Yeah. She was. But I'm saying though, John, is that, <laughs> It, what I'm saying though is that it wasn't like a. I, for me, it's very difficult for a 30 year old. Doesn't matter male or female, but very difficult for a 30 year old to have to beat somebody with that amount of that someone with that type of fight IQ. Valentina Shevchenko's fight fought, experience, yeah, experience yeah. all the kickboxing matches, all the experience she had before MMA, like coming in to do what she's done in MMA. I mean, and the people she's faced. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at her, her, her losses to Valentina Shevchenko's losses are to Amanda, Amanda Nunez, Nunez what, twice, twice, you know, yeah, it was Amanda Nunez twice, uh, Liz Carmouche once mm. and now Alexa Grasso. Yeah. So not bad. No, not bad at all. Not bad at all. That's yeah, look, I, I, you're looking the, at the, the wrong one person, thing, Dave. If, if I was going to look and say, you know, the one thing, and I, I looked at Alexa, and the only reason mm-hmm. I didn't give it to Alexa is because it was a draw. She didn't win. Yeah. And But she is fighting as the champ, yeah. and she was fighting another person that was a longstanding champ, and so I, I can totally agree with you know, your pick and understand why you picked it. I just went with the one that was going out and finishing fights and has put herself in a position, man, she's ready. I know she's got her fight against Amanda Limos coming up, mm-hmm. but... Wei Li Zhang should be next if yeah. she gets past Lee Wong. I agree. I think Wei Li's going to end up going up to two or to 125. And 125? Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I did want to give one honorable mention, and it was in KO of the year. And the reason why okay. I want to give this honorable mention is because I got, and I know you do too, that's why I'm going to bring it up, is I love this guy. He's a fucking amazing, amazing fighter. He's been, he's been part of the major organizations for 20-something years, is Robbie Lawler. And so it just the way he went out, he finished his career. Brother, I got nothing but love and respect for him, but I would give him the honorable mention on knockout of the year. 38 seconds, wasn't yep. it? 38? Against Nico Price. Yep. So much pressure to get that win. To finish on a high note, not many fighters are able to leave on a win. 
That's a yep. win. Now also to go out and, and to win by KO in your last fight. I mean, I what got what you were known for. Yeah, what you're known for the way and, and just yeah. I, there was a lot of pressure. I think him going into it, he had already announced that he was going to retire. I think beforehand, you know, and and they had a walkout. They had all of this, did a big video thing for him, and they just understood. We all knew it was the last fight. There's so much emotions that go along with that, you know, and um and he went out there and delivered. He did what he had to do. He got it done. Got the fight. Great job. Let, let, let's look at, you know, you bring up Robbie. I want to say something about him. I knew Robbie since he was 18. He's 40 some years old now. God damn. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, you know, in knowing Robbie and his personality and everything that he brought to the sport, because, you know, Robbie and people don't realize, you know, started out, you know, he was very young when he was first in the UFC fighting guys like Aaron Riley mm -hmm. and then Steve Berger, you know, people other you know, tiki most goshen. Don't know. tiki goshen and then you know left uh had a little bit of a downturn you know lost to pete spratt you know and then goes and you know he ends up fighting in a couple of different fights in pride yeah he fights in elite xc elite xc is bought out by strike force strike forces then becomes his home then he goes back to the ufc finally when the ufc buys strike force and he becomes the champ. Yeah. And the maturity that he had, because the one thing about Robbie Lawler is, you know, Robbie Lawler will never be Colby Covington. Okay. Because Robbie Lawler <laughs> didn't speak. Not even fucking you know, close. He, but he always had class. Yep. He always had class. And, I, and I'm going to say, this was the fight that people, if you want to, you want to see who Robbie Lawler is as a person, go back to his fight against Ben Asker. Yes. Go back and watch him beat Ben Askren like a fucking rag doll throughout most of that fight. He gets caught at the end in a position, but he's he's not out. Herb makes a mistake and stops the fight. And Herb knew he made the mistake. What later on was said, I don't give a shit. Herb knew he made the mistake, and he looked at him. And, said, no, I, and Robbie looked at him and said, you know, first thing, I, I I was fine. And then moments later, says, hey, man. He looks at Herb and says, hey, man, I just want you to know you're a great referee. Yeah. You are. You know what? It's okay. And he is trying to make Herb feel better when he has now lost. He's lost, you know, to a guy that probably he shouldn't have lost mm -hmm. to in that moment. He is losing money. All these things. Robbie Lawler turns to him, hey, man, you're a great referee. It's okay. What a fucking guy. Yeah, because Robbie's natural reaction was to jump up pissed off and even like kind of shove Hell the yes. arms off a little Hell bit and walked yes. away. And then he thought for a second, what are you doing? He, he, that's not nope. him. He knows that's not me. He's like, he's probably telling himself, that's not you. It's a fight. It's at the end. Like I, I've said this, I don't know how many times. In five, 10 years, none of this shit's going to matter. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to look back and be like, ah, now if you'd have raised a stink and pushed him and shoved him and got all yeah. that, we'll remember you, that. And you and in the end, everyone would go, well, you, you know, he, he screwed him up. Yeah, he made a mistake. Yep. He's human. And God damn it, Robbie Lawler was beautiful mm -hmm. in that moment. He's a great person. One of the, the first times I remember Robbie was, um, I saw like a little video clip of the UFC trying to drag shit out of him about his, about his family. <laughs> did oh, you yeah. see this I, no oh. i did not he's they like, didn't get far he just they didn't get far at all he's like hey was, 
He's like, <laughs> he's like, we're not doing this shit. Is I'm not talking about my family. He's like, we're talking about the fight. I'm not doing this. Yep, there you go. And they went, they went at it again, and he just stood up and walked off. I'm not, no, like I have no, I have nothing to say. We're not talking about my family. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he doesn't. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, even just chatting with them, like the last couple of times we hung out with them, I hung out with them in Sioux Falls. Saw them after that, but I mean, Sioux Falls, I hung out with them. And it's just fun to see him. Just so relaxed, you know, every time you see him, he's so quiet, he's timid. He's, he's just a great guy though. Such a great human being. So if you guys ever get a chance to meet him, don't be afraid. Walk up to him. He's so nice. Um, you know, a little quiet. Don't think that he's being rude. That's not him. He just, no, he's quiet. He's just quiet. Good guy. But he fights like a fucking freight train truck when he gets going. Uh, but I had to give honorable mention because like I said, so much at stake is he knew it was his last fight. He made it known the walkout, all that stuff. It, there's a lot of emotion to go involved with it. And I wanted to give him some, some love. So uh great career. And uh, we wrap up on, are weighing in MMA awards for 2023.